0: Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. You're watching Tesla Time News. Episode 364. Yes! Now You Know. Thank you to Moomoo for sponsoring this episode. I've always had a passion for cars and now I combine that with my interest in investing. Many want to invest in the stock market, but don't know how to get started and feel risky to put a lot of money in. But the trading app I'm using, Moomoo, gives away up to 16 free stocks to new users to kickstart the trading journey. New users can deposit as little as $100 into an investing account and for signing up receive five free stocks and a $50 cash reward. All you need to do is download the app using our link below. So one of the things we really like about Moomoo is the analyst rating. You can easily track the top Wall Street analysts for every stock you like. For example, locate Tesla and access the analysts' ratings. You will find a roster of 28 analysts who have evaluated Tesla's performance over the past three months. One analyst that stands out is Alexander Potter. Over the last year, he has issued 16 ratings for Tesla, boasting a 65% success rate and an investment return of 115%. These figures underscore his understanding of Tesla's dynamics and his knack for seizing profitable opportunities. By subscribing to Tesla and following experts like Alexander Potter, you'll receive timely notifications about their report updates. This will empower you to make informed decisions, optimizing your chances of success and potentially reaping gains. Remember, these exceptional features are exclusive to Moomoo, offering you a unique edge in the market. So if you're interested in getting those free stocks and access to more hands-on tools to help you manage your trading effectively, then sign up today using our link in the description to receive up to 16 free stocks even a free share of tesla or expedia if you are from australia you can get up to 15 free stocks right now you can decide when to trade but don't miss out on the big bonus and before we get into the show i just want to say seven years ago today we started this show from our tesla model x we were so excited about tesla and i gotta say i'm more excited about tesla now than i was even back then even after having gotten back from driving with you across the country in one for the first time yeah So last Friday, around 6.30 p.m. Pacific, Elon live streamed on X, of course, himself being driven by a Tesla in the new version 12 alpha of full self driving. So according to Elon, this was all done using neural nets, no code, no labeling, no telling the car to stop at stop signs, for instance, just video data and neural net inference and only 3000 lines of hard code to glue it all together versus 300,000 plus lines of C++ code with explicit commands like wait for three seconds at a stop sign. So Elon said what you were seeing, him being driven around random streets in Palo Alto were streets never seen by the car before using hardware three and eight cameras at full 36 frame per second frame rate. Now this was limited by the cameras, not by the computers. Elon says that the pure AI version runs faster than the versions that is a mixture of normal software and AI. So Elon said that Tesla has FSD version 12 test drivers all around the world right now in countries like the US, New Zealand, Japan, Norway, Thailand. So some of these are even left-hand drive countries. Elon was talking with Ashok, who's the head of Tesla AI, who is saying that soon you should be able to give the car voice commands like pull over here or change lanes to the leftmost lane. Yeah, and then during this drive, they talked about a lot of things. They talked about how labelers can make sure that the net now learns from the good drivers and not the bad drivers, which is something we had asked about last week, and then check this out they can now send the model to the cars to be run in shadow mode to see if it matches what a human driver actually does and it's valuable to see if their model is correct or not so when there is an intervention by a human it's automatically uploaded to the training computer and then updates the weights to the program and here's a really interesting point um, tesla found that only 0.5 percent or one in two hundred people fully stop at stop signs. So Tesla had to search for people who actually stop at stop signs to train the neural net with that data. Yeah, because NHTSA is gonna require that this actually makes the car stop, even though most of us are not stopping. So NHTSA, maybe you should update your, uh, your model there. But I hear you guys, Elon did have to intervene about 20 minutes into the ride when the car should have gone straight at an intersection, but decided to go left instead. Basically it saw a green arrow and thought, oh, I should be turning left. And what Elon said is the solution is to feed it more video of controlled left turns because again, this is still alpha software. Elon said a bunch of times during the drive how buttery smooth the drive was. Yeah, and Elon talked about how if this was a robo-taxi, it could know what you look like because you'd send it a picture of yourself from your app, right? And it would find... You, using the cameras. So then Elon Googled Mark Zuckerberg's house and uh, they drove there to see if Mark wanted to fight. But when they got there, it didn't seem to be Zuck's address. Um, So they drove back to the Tesla Engineering headquarters office. And so again, 45 minutes with only one intervention. And I just want to talk about a few points here. Um, First of all, have they cracked it? Do you think that this is going to be it? Level five FSD. Well, if it had an intervention at all, Within any span of time that you're willing to sit through, I would say that's not the version. Um, It could get smarter from there, but it's it's matching up with what our tests have been normally, which is that there are interventions within a reasonable length of test. And that points to it not being ninety nine point nine 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 nine. It's like 99.99%, which isn't what you want. Um, I thought it was interesting that they kind of answered our question from last week about um, what would a human do? I guess the new question is, what would a good human do? And my question then leads to the data that they're putting in. He basically pointed out it's more important to put in good data than all data, right? So you want to know what a good driver would do. So how are they getting that good data? Is it from safety scores? Like if I have a 99 safety score, are they going to use Zach's data over someone who has like a 50 safety? My guess is that they are looking at specific instances. So my guess is that they're going to be able to search this giant compendium of all this recorded footage and say, like, look for a stop sign, you know, when it's approaching a stop sign and when the car's velocity reaches zero seconds for longer than a millisecond. Um, And I bet that those are the people that they're going to find. So and I'm, I'm guessing that those people who stopped there maybe aren't going to like merge onto an on-ramp the same way. So like, I think that they're going to pick and choose the best aspects of certain human drivers. Um, as opposed to just being like, this is Greg, he's the best driver in the world. Cause I don't think that that person exists. It just sounds so labor intensive. I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, hardware three, the fact that this car was on hardware three and not four was so exciting for me mm. because that means that, pre-existing hardware can do this job. Um, I want to talk about ASS, as Elon kept calling it, actually smart summon. He said that is coming in version 12, because I think a lot of us have been disappointed with smart summon. It hasn't been that smart. It kind of like doesn't know how to find you in a parking lot, but he says it's coming. So that should be really cool. And if you want to help train FSD, what he basically was implying is that whenever you intervene, that is automatically being sent to Dojo or the training computers and helping them to get better. So I would say also give it a note if you can say what the thing was. And so it helps them to learn. Our eyes basically see at 15 to 20 frames per second, our brain and our eyes. Um, And this car was seeing at 36 frames per second. So double kind of what the average human can do. And so that implies that we don't even have to Get much faster, if at all, um, before it can do what it needs to do. And I would argue that anything beyond thirty frames, while it is like, if you're a, if you're a gamer like me, you you care. Like, oh, it's one hundred and twenty. It's so sm- buttery smooth. It doesn't when you're looking at something, you can still play a game at 30 frames per second. You might complain about it, but it's not to do with the gaming aspect. I want to point out the car parked itself a number of times. So he gave it a pin and instead of it just stopping in the middle of the road, it found a parking space and pulled into it. That's again, it's using inference. It's going, well, I've seen videos of people and what they do is they actually try and find a parking space. Mm -hmm. So without programming. And again, All of this ride was not programmed. They didn't say, well, that's a line on a road and what you should do is stay in the middle of the lines. It just said, well, I've seen people drive and this is how they do it. Well, and also just like we had seen a week or two ago where all the cruises stopped working. Oh, in San Francisco. All Chevy cruises just were like, oh, we lost cell coverage. Let's stop in the middle of the road. Tesla's doesn't do that. It doesn't need GPS data or cell coverage. It just drives like a human does by looking at the road and going like, this is a road instead of like, I don't know where I am. Uh, 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 what do I do? That's a really good point, because as Elon said, you could actually say to a human, like, go to that building. And even if you didn't have a map on you, you could find it. Right. Mm. Eventually you might take some wrong turns. Same thing with the car. If it gets to a point where it doesn't have GPS, it'll just try its best to find that thing, which is really cool. I love that when they got to a lane where there were fewer cars on the left lane, that the car just moved over into the left lane mm. like a human would do. Awesome. And like we talked about, Elon said soon you'll be able to give it voice commands like a drive to Starbucks mm-hmm. and it'll try and drop you off at the closest entrance to the Starbucks instead of being like here is Starbucks but you're actually in we the have arrived at one six 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 five three uh Main Street congratulations now yeah. try and park yeah and as he was pointing out even before we get version 12 it will be probably released in shadow mode next so it'll be in our cars seeing what we do to compare it to what it does I'm really excited about that and we're going to talk more about this in our disruptive investing video which is over on our disruptive investing uh, YouTube channel you can watch that for free Over there. And as Sawyer Merritt pointed out this week, Tesla's $300 million GPU cluster goes live in 48 hours, so it's already live now. It's made up of 10,000 NVIDIA H100s, each one costs around (whistles) $30,000. All right. So Tesla received approval from the Public Utility Commission of Texas last Thursday for two VPPs or virtual power plants. As the P-U-C-T said in a statement, two virtual power plants are now qualified and able to provide dispatchable power to the Texas electric grid, which is operated by the Electric Reliability Council of Texas or ERCOT. This marks the first for the state's electricity market and is part of the Aggregate Distributed Energy Resource or ADER pilot project. The P-U-C-T directed ERCOT to begin developing in June of 2022. The pilot The project tests how consumer-owned small energy devices such as battery energy storage systems, backup generators, and controllable electric vehicle chargers can be virtually aggregated and participate as a resource in the wholesale electricity market, strengthening grid reliability. So according to the PUCT, there is already 2.3 gigawatts of battery capacity from small energy storage devices in Texas, and around 300 megawatts was added so far in 2023 alone. Drew Baglino, Tesla's VP of Powertrain and Energy Engineering, said today's launch of the first phase of the Tesla virtual power plant is a milestone for Texas residents, Texas distribution utilities and the ERCOT grid. Our collective work has allowed Tesla to build a decentralized energy ecosystem that seamlessly integrates stored solar energy from powerwalls, onto the ERCOT grid. One of the two VPPs is located in the Houston area with Centerpoint Energy customers, and the second is for Dallas area customers served by the Encore Electric Delivery Company. These two VPPs are the first to participate in the ERCOT wholesale market as ADERs. Unfortunately, these first two VPPs will be limited to 80 megawatts as part of the first phase. That's it, 80 megawatts? It's only like 5,700 Powerwalls. Well, you gotta start somewhere. Uh, I'm guessing ERCOT and the PUCT um, will raise the limit if they know what's good for their grid. All right, so we now have footage from Totem at the Tesla Center on Ravenside Retail Park near London of one of the first tap and go payments at a V4 supercharger. This is James Court supercharging his, what is that? I Hyundai Kona, I believe um, he calls it Elsie and says it can only take 64 kilowatts. But as you can see here, he taps his payment card to the supercharger and bloop, bloop, bloop. He is charging. Yeah, he doesn't have the Tesla app, but he was still able to charge because the network is now open to the public. As you can see here by this mix of EVs that are parked there, the cost appears to be 50 pence per kilowatt hour. And we're hearing that the charging cables are longer. So it's making it easier for some other cars that don't have it in the same spot as a Tesla. Okay, this could get confusing. Uh, we're gonna be using the term X a lot during this next story.
1: X don't give it to
0: what we're referring to is not the Tesla Model X or Space X or Elon's son X or Elon's X wives or XAI, Elon's latest artificial intelligence company. What? Just like we like the word now, now you know, now let's review. Etc. Elon likes the term X, and of course he renamed Twitter X. So what we're talking about for the next couple of minutes is X, the social media company. Please. As you may know by now, to be verified on X, you need to pay for an eight dollar per month subscription. Then you get the blue check mark. Big organizations can pay a thousand dollars a month to become a verified organization with fifty dollar month affiliate accounts. As Fred at Electric pointed out in the story last week, Tesla signed up for X as a verified organization, and so far Fred has found. 13 accounts affiliated with Tesla, everything from Tesla Optimus to Franz, Drew Baglino and Tom Zhu. So if you do the math, that's about $1,650 a month or $20,000 a year for Tesla to be on X. Now, you may say that's a lot of money. $20,000 a year. I could do a lot with that much money. Fred Lambert at Electric seems to feel this way posting this. Tesla fans seem to be missing the point here by focusing on the amount. Everyone agrees that $20,000 a year is nothing for Tesla. That's not the point. The point is that it's wasteful. Tesla is paying for accounts that don't even post and having a dozen accounts when one would do is ridiculous. It's just a dumb management decision that would be unjustifiable if it wasn't good for X. And it's not Tesla's job to prop up X. The point is not $20,000 a year. The point is that Tesla and Elon are embarking on a slippery slope of mismanagement between the two companies. All right. So I'm interested to hear what you think. In fact, I think we have a Patreon poll coming up later on the show, right? So we should get some sense of whether people think this is a nothing burger or a big deal. And Senator Elizabeth Warren should start an investigation. My take is that Tesla being on X with a gold checkmark. So that way, you know, it's Tesla when they post has value. Tesla has over 20 million followers just on their main account. When Tesla posts something like this recent post, I just grabbed this at random from a few days ago, it got viewed over a million times, liked over 5,000 times, retweeted over 700 times. That is valuable. Now we're in this business and one could argue that this one post alone was worth $20,000, but Tesla has hundreds of posts like these. And to the point that Tesla shouldn't spend $50 a month for affiliate accounts for Optimus or Drew Baglino who don't post much, it's a fair point. If those accounts don't feel real, if people don't engage, then Tesla should probably drop them. But you could also argue that Drew and Franz and Tom are super busy working on making Tesla great and maybe haven't gotten into the routine of posting on X yet. I mean, again, from my perspective, Twitter was so hard to use for so many years that I never got into the routine of using it. Now that it's changed hands and has been steadily getting way better, I find myself using it more and more. And hopefully these affiliate accounts will too. If they do, then I like the idea of being able to post things to Franz and Optimus in the hopes that they might engage with me. And I think many Tesla customers would like to do that too. And I think that, you know, even if Drew Baglino or uh, Tom Zhu posts like once in 3 months as long as it's an interesting post that's going to you know come to my attention as somebody who isn't on X all the time I think that it's still worth the $150 that you spent over that three months uh, to get that post to my eyeballs, especially if it's gonna make me go like, Tesla's a great company. Also, this is a great way for Tesla to stay in touch with its customers. So many other companies have no real way to find out what customers are thinking, so they pay for focus groups. Tesla largely, through Elon's X account over the years, has had direct connection with millions of Tesla customers who can share, complain, explain, point things out, and discuss important Tesla-related topics. Some see this as Tesla paying X as if to prop up the company. I believe X is going to grow into a powerhouse of a company regardless of whether Tesla pays for accounts. But what do you think? Engage with us wherever you're seeing this, YouTube or X. So there's a report from Business Insider that claims that Tesla's production of the Model Y at Giga Berlin has dropped from 5000 units per week, which they hit back in March, and that recently Giga Berlin has only been outputting 4,350 units per week. This is from Business Insider translated from German. Tesla's actual internal production targets are significantly lower. Internal documents from July and August show the production target of 870 vehicles per day and 4,350 vehicles per week. So the target is 650 fewer cars per week than was originally announced by the US automaker in March. And Business Insider shared photos of Tesla's workflow software screens from August 1st as proof of the goal of just 4,350 per week. Oh no, this is the end of Tesla. Oh, well, I guess they had a code run. Uh, well, see everybody. So. Just to take a step back, look, it's summer in Germany. Um, I don't know how many Germans you know, but everyone's on vacation. Um, I'm surprised that Tesla is able to make any cars at all. And I mean, I'll bet that they have all sorts of problems, especially with suppliers. I mean, this is, if if you know anything about Germans, they take like all of August off. Yeah, I mean, I did my research, right? Uh, German employees are entitled by law to get 24 paid holidays off. Many companies offer 30 paid holidays and many Germans take multiple weeks off during the summer. I gotta say, I'm jealous. And hopefully when Optimus comes and takes all of our jobs away, we can all go on a permanent vacation together. (laughs) And let's not forget that Elon already told us that this would be happening this quarter to expect a slight reduction in production.
2: Production reduction!
0: (laughs) Just due to factory upgrades factory upgrades business inside of you can bite my all right time for cybertruck roundup Yeehaw! the cybertruck roundup so we get this picture from elon he tweeted this out and uh what's that a picture of behind oh my god there's been so much talk about this is it a model s is it a model y it's right. many people are saying that is the refreshed model three because the Tail light looks like a Model S, but the shape and everything else looks like a Model 3 or Y. The spoiler seems to have created the controversy, too. So, yeah, I have no idea. I don't know if this was like a little Easter egg or whatever, but let us know what you guys think. Elon said, just drove the production candidate Cybertruck at Tesla Giga Texas. And there he is inside of it. And Doge Designer says, that smile says it all. And Elon says, I think this is our best product ever. And we get some kind of close-up photos here of fit and finish. What do you guys think? Are the lines tight enough? Tight. Elon may not have thought so because on Cybertruck Owners Club, our awesome sponsor every week, we spotted this leaked email from Elon to employees. He said, due to the nature of Cybertruck, which is made of bright metal with mostly straight edges, Any dimensional variation shows up like a sore thumb. All parts for this vehicle, whether internal or from suppliers, needs to be designed and built to sub 10 micron accuracy. That means that all part dimensions need to be to the third decimal place in millimeters and tolerances need to be specified in single digit microns. If Lego and soda cans, which are very low cost, can do this, so can we. Precision predicates perfectionism. Elon. Okay, I don't know if Legos, I would call very low cost. <laughs> <laughs> pretty expensive. Have seen a set lately? But you may remember that Elon sent a similar email in 2018 during the Model 3 production ramp. So do you think he was unhappy with what he saw on the line in terms of panel gaps and such? Because I just want to point out uh, the third decimal place in millimeters that like, temperature affects that. So like, I mean, we're we're talking pretty amazing tolerances. It's like human hair width. I think we're in the realm of of that size.
3: Ha ha. Very funny.
0: Uh, But check this out. Tesla has added a Cybertruck delivery event invite to their Tesla referral program for 30,000 credits. Whoa. That's the most number of credits for anything in the referral program, isn't it? I mean, that's like $2,500 worth of credits. Yeah, there's no date yet, but Elon did say he expects the event will be held around the end of Q3, so that would mean around September 30th. In the email that Tesla sent out, it said, Cybertruck delivery event invite redemptions are first come, first served, and are valid for you and one friend. Space is limited. If you miss your chance to claim, check back later. Additional tickets will be released as the event approaches. I hope we get an invite so we can share this event with you. Invitation, sir. Um, I should be on that list. Um, but we haven't been like posting our referral code because we were like, well, let's give everybody else a chance. But now right. I'm gonna, now I'm gonna <laughs> post my code <laughs> and you guys better use it when you buy your cars, guys, because I wanna go to this event. I know, I mean, when do you think people are gonna get these invites? Uh, I feel like they're gonna go out soon. I. I would assume so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is getting exciting. Yeah.
4: You know, it's exciting.
0: On another level, I mean, this is a great way for Tesla to kind of wipe away a whole bunch of <laughs> referral credits. Right. I mean, this is saving them, as you're saying, $2,500 a piece. It's a little ridiculous, in my opinion. That doesn't include airfare or accommodations or anything. That's just to get yourself in. And, and hello, Tesla, you're limited in space. You have a gigafactory. Come Well, on. I mean, you know, dealing with that many people is insane. I guess, uh, but it's continuing to get exciting. I mean, we've not only seen those nine cyber trucks under cover outside of Giga Texas, like we reported on last week's show and the crash testing units. But now we're seeing some cyber trucks being shipped around the country, potentially to regulators. And we have this cyber truck spotted by YouTube drone pilot Met Garden Wilderness that was going around and around on the test track at Fremont, uh, likely doing battery cycling tests. And we got to see this on Cybertruck Owners Club, Toyota Tundra Cybertruck. It looks like uh, Tesla's upped the trolling. They have now wrapped the Cybertruck to look like a Toyota Tundra, which many people say they like the look of. And Gregor Truck posted this. He said 13 Cybertrucks, count them up. And if you want different angles, we got Ezekiel showing you different angles with his drone. Thank you so much, Ezekiel. Anyway, so much exciting Cybertruck news. I can barely keep up. If you want to keep up, first of all, hit the like button to show us that you love this kind of content. But also if you want to share this with your friends, but you don't want to share, you know, the entire one hour episode, head on over to our Now You Know Clips channel where we chop into bite-sized clips. Also head over to X where we chop them up as well. And thank you to Cybertruck Owners Club because they help sponsor the show and they have so much cool Cybertruck news. We just reviewed the circuiter Mate e-scooter over on our Now Let's Review channel. You know you want one. If you've ridden one before, maybe rented a Lime scooter or driven a friend's scooter, but there's so many choices. There's so many features, such a price range. Yeah, it's a big purchase and you don't want to end up getting the wrong one. Whether it's a gift for someone or it's going to be your commuter scooter, you want to purchase the right scooter the first time. And that's kind of what we're here for, right? We've tested and reviewed dozens of e-scooters over the past few years. We've seen that evolution and on Now Let's Review, we tell you about what features to look for, what you need, what you don't. How portable are they? What does the ride feel like? Is the range what you're looking for? Build quality. Tires, screens, controls, folding mechanisms. Everything you need to know before plunking down hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. So go subscribe to the Now Let's Review channel today and let us help you out with your next e-adventure. Yeah, because the sircooter I mean, it's a sub $1,000, it's a sub $700 scooter. It could be the one for you. Mm. And speaking of e-mobility products you want, We got so many emails about this company called Lovely when we reported on them a while back. So we reached out to their founder and CEO, Hakan Lutz, and asked him all about the Swedish startup and their electric vehicle platform, the Lovely-O, that can be produced with special panels that can get shipped almost like IKEA furniture. You can see this interview over on our Disruptive Investing channel. So as our veteran viewers know, that's where we talk to all kinds of cool, innovative companies, many of which you probably never heard of before. Is Lovely's approach to making EVs disruptive? Well, you be the judge. Go check out our interview with Hakan over at Disruptive Investing and decide for yourself. Yeah, you can learn all about the car, their approach to batteries and charging, manufacturing, its use cases and price. Who knows? Maybe your next EV will be lovely so when i got my model 3 in 2018 it came without a powered trunk Aww. then when tesla refreshed the model 3 in 2021 it came with a powered trunk in china since last year tesla customers have been able to get a retrofit package for 3,981, 981 or about 650 dollars now tesla china has just lowered the retrofit powered trunk by a thousand to 2981 which is about 400 us dollars So it's not available in North America from Tesla as a retrofit? Nope. There are aftermarket kits, but Tesla doesn't install them to my knowledge. I mean, I think it would be a popular upgrade for many older Model 3 owners like you, especially those who do any kind of Ubering, right? You get to the airport and you want to just automatically open and close the trunk. Do you think the Project Highland Model 3 refresh will come with a powered trunk? I would assume so, uh, because if this is a standard feature on Model 3s, I doubt that they would make it not standard on Hmm. the Highland. But let us know what you think. And is Tesla offering this retrofit powered trunk in any other markets that we don't know of? Like how about Europe and Australia and stuff? I I think that you shouldn't if you're Tesla, because then that's gonna push people to wanna buy a new one, which is kind of what Tesla wants. Okay. So check this out, Jesse. I know one of the things that you wanna build soon is an e-bike with a canoe sidecar, right? So what about this? This is the Old Town Sportsman Big Water EPDL Plus 132. Maybe they should work on the <laughs> model name. It's a kayak with bicycle pedals so you can power a small propeller. Okay, but don't they already have these? I mean, I've seen people for years with pedal kayaks. Yes, but this one offers pedal assist like an e-bike by using a mid-motor drive and a battery. <laughs> can you just use a throttle and not have to pedal? Yep, uh, just like on most e-bikes, it has a throttle so you can just relax and cruise along to your next watering hole. Okay, so what are the stats? All right, so, It's heavy, it's not like a normal kayak. It weighs 143 pounds or 68 kilograms, so not light, but it can support a payload of up to 357 pounds, 162 kilograms. It has a 36 volt, 720 watt hour lithium ion battery for about three hours of kayaking at full power level five. So throttle only kind of, but if you drop down to power assist level one, they claim you can go for 46 hours. Wow. Uh, so now what's the price? Not cheap, not like a plastic kayak. Uh, this is $59.99. And look, I know a lot of traditional kayakers are gonna be saying, if it ain't broke, why fix it? But this could be a nice option for getting to travel and explore you know, longer distances without the fear that you may not make it home. I've heard so many people who go out kayaking kind of have an adventure, forget about what the halfway point is for them. Um, because you don't have a meter that says 50%. Well, and also they're going down river and they're like, yeah. this is just so wonderful, I'm barely paddling. And then going back up river, you're like, oh my God, what was <laughs> I thinking? And I mean, this lets you use your legs, which are stronger muscles than your arms. So I don't know, it, just the fact that like, when you go fishing or uh, picture taking, you know, you don't tie up your arms with the paddle. I think Mm. that's kind of cool. But let us know what you guys think. Um, It's hard to get this at the moment. You have to get it through a dealer network. Um, And it was hard for me to find a dealer near me. I wish they kind of did more of a direct sales thing or I don't know. Yeah, let us know what you think. And if you get one, please send us some video. I'd love to see it. I just had to stick the story in here. Um, This is about free training that's available as Tesla Tech. So Lincoln Tech campus in Columbia, Maryland has converted about 6,000 square feet of its automotive engineering training facility into a Tesla training facility. Um, so if you join what they call the Tesla start program, graduates may be hired by Tesla at positions at Tesla service stations throughout North America. Now, you might be saying like, well, I don't live near Columbia, Maryland. The good thing is that they have EV training programs available all over the place. Here's a list uh Colorado, Connecticut, Texas, Indiana, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee. So um, if there's someone in your life who's maybe interested in cars, maybe steer them towards learning how to be a Tesla tech, since we know that that's the future of EVs. But how much does this cost? Like, this oh, program. oh, I forgot the best part. It's free.
1: Say that again.
0: It's free, 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 it's free. It's a free program. I mean, it feels like maybe I could just just do it for fun and then I'd know how to fix my car. <laughs> right? That'd be fun. Yeah. And again, any of you who joined the program, please let us know about it. All right, so Nissan unveiled its next generation electric vehicles to its dealers last week. Three new models. So a successor to the Leaf Hatchback, a performance sedan, and a third electric model. So what do we know about them? Not much. Dealers weren't talking too much. Uh, Nissan plans to start its EV campaign in 2025, telling dealers that they plan to launch 27 electrified models by
4: 2030,
0: including 19 all-electric models. Okay, so eight hybrids and 19 BEVs by 2030. Uh, Let's talk about the Leaf successor. Okay, well, one dealer described it as a mini Aria. Uh, Nissan said it would have 25% more range than the current Leaf, so about 265 miles of range. Now, the performance sedan we talked about could replace the Nissan Maxima, is what some dealers said. The dealers were shown an electric crossover SUV built on the same platform as the Aria is built on, so that might be their third uh, EV. Nissan CEO Makoto Uchida seems to be sticking to a split approach of making both ICE cars and EVs. So I guess he's not sold yet on the idea that EVs are the way of the future. Apparently not, because Nissan says they're going to be bringing their e-power hybrid tech to the U.S. in the later half of 2026. Okay, well, so, so let me get this straight. Nissan wants to bring the e-power hybrid technology. This is tech that they introduced in Japan in 2016, uh, which uses electric motors to power the wheels and a gas engine to charge the batteries. They're gonna bring this to the U.S., in three years as their way of staying competitive. But, but, Nissan also said that just like Toyota, they're gonna start a pilot program at their Yokohama plant next year for their solid state batteries, which are under development. Mm. These batteries will be able to charge 100 miles of range in 15 minutes via fast charging. Uh-huh. Huh? Uh, huh? Who okay. can? That's mm-hmm. pretty cool how Nissan's stand on top of the tech. Oh, I yeah. was just thinking, okay, 100 miles of range in 15 minutes. Can't your model three already do that? This is like, you know, this is like the typical like teen movie, right? Where the the new kid moves in, becomes extremely popular, the old cool kids are like, oh yeah, it's great that Jimmy has a time machine, but you know what? My mom is gonna buy a 30 foot water slide. And everyone's like, really? Your mom is gonna do that? And they're like, uh-huh. <laughs> this is exactly i mean nissan is doing the exact same thing it's like oh yeah well tesla has these great evs that work and, and work in the actual real world because they built a supercharger network well, that's cool um but like in i don't know like five years maybe we're gonna have solid state batteries which. I mean, would Tesla do that? Would Tesla have the leading battery tech? I don't think so. We're Nissan. We're always leading the charge. We're going to take our eight-year-old technology from Japan and we're going to bring it here in three years. So and it's crappy tech to yeah, begin I mean, with. What the? <laughs> so Colin Campbell might not be as famous a Tesla name as Franz von Holtzhausen or Drew Baglino, but it probably should be. Yeah, you may remember Colin from Tesla's Investor Day presentation. Colin was Tesla's VP of powertrain engineering for the past two years, and he worked at Tesla for 17 years since August of 2006, the very beginning, really, when he was a traction inverter electrical engineer. I say was because Colin just posted on LinkedIn that he is leaving to become the CTO of Redwood Materials, the company founded by someone we're all familiar with. JB Straubel. JB is now back in the family, as it were, as a member of Tesla's board of directors. And I know a lot of press outlets will make this seem like Tesla is losing a senior executive. But I think another way to look at it is Colin stayed with Tesla for 17 years. If it was such a toxic place to work, then why are there so many talented people like Franz and Tom Zhu and Drew Baglino and Colin Campbell who stay for years? I mean, it's a demanding place to work for sure. But as Colin said in his LinkedIn post, it is also very rewarding. Hats off to Colin, and we wish him the best at Redwood Materials Recycling Batteries. Thank you, sir. All right, it's time for Ellie in Space. I think she's in Spain this week.
5: Hey, Zach and Destiny, I hope that you can hear me over the music here in Ibiza, Spain, but I wanted to give you an update anyway because there has been a lot going on in the news with SpaceX. So in the past week, we've actually seen the second static fire test of Booster 9, and it was much more successful than the first static fire test for many reasons. For example, it went the full duration of the test, which was almost 6 seconds. Compare that to the 2.4 seconds of the first test. They also had much more luck with the engines igniting. On this test, all 33 ignited. However, two did end up going out. But on the first test, only 29 out of the 33 ignited. And one more update about Starship. When can we expect the next flight? Well, now a new not mar notice to mariners has been issued for no earlier than september 8th which is different than the august 31st day which that we got before it also means that i can probably spend a little bit more time in spain which is great what else is going on in the spacex news well we saw the launch of crew 7 this is actually the 10th human space flight that spacex has launched to the international space station Interesting about this one, all four astronauts are international. So it's the first fully international crew aboard and they were going on about a 30 hour journey. So compare that to the about 14 hours of flying that it took me to get here to Ibiza, Spain. Uh, I thought that was long, nothing like what these astronauts went through. And finally, the DOJ is doing SpaceX, but this one is getting a lot of public support for SpaceX. Now, what are they suing them for? Well, the DOJ is accusing SpaceX of having discriminatory practices for its hiring process. So they're saying that SpaceX refused to hire refugees and people seeking asylum in the U.S., but Elon Musk is standing up for himself on this one. He is clapping back, saying the following. So the DOJ alleges in the lawsuit filed Thursday that between September 2018 and May 2022, SpaceX violated the Immigration and Nationality Act by discouraging refugees and asylum recipients to apply for available positions in their marketing materials, rejecting or refusing to hire them and hiring only US citizens and permanent residents. On X, Elon Musk called the lawsuit yet another case of weaponization of the DOJ for political purposes. He said SpaceX was told repeatedly that hiring anyone who is not a permanent resident of the United States would violate international arms trafficking law, which would be a criminal offense. The Justice Department is ultimately seeking to have SpaceX-based civil penalties determined by a judge and hire the applicants who were qualified but rejected because of their citizenship status and also give back pay to those who were discriminated against, according to the DOJ. And people are agreeing with him publicly, showing support, saying that this is absolutely ridiculous And this professor posted on X saying, do you know who else advertises that only US citizens can apply for a job? Well, the DOJ. Elon reposted this saying, DOJ needs to sue themselves. I just can't. The irony is too much. So I hope you guys enjoyed this update. Sorry that I'm not in my normal office, but hey, I wanted to make it happen anyway. I hope the music wasn't too loud, but it's absolutely beautiful here. And it's a really nice break from the Texas heat.
0: Thank you, Ellie. Seems like you're on a well-deserved vacation. Um, and I just saw this video posted by Anthony Gomez of SpaceX's Mid Bay being demolished. You may remember that Ellie had told us about it last week. That SpaceX was starting to tear it down to make room for something bigger. So we'll have to see what they build. All right, it's time for Into the Future, sponsored by Henson Shaving. And. Uh as every week, I look forward to the show because I get to shave. I've done kind of a Pavlovian thing where I, I'm like, see razor. I'm like, oh man, I can't <laughs> wait for the show so I can shave my face. Um, and Henson makes that possible. It's the best razor I've ever used. You can get yours and a hundred free blades by visiting hensonshaving.com using the code now. You know when you put the hundred free blades in your cart, you get them for free, which gives you two hundred free shaves. Um, I'm still on my box of a hundred blades, so nice. And we've been talking about this forever, so it's uh it's a great deal. And I think you're really going to like yours. So Starship has launched. What? D- did I miss it? How did I miss it? How did I miss it? Did Elon launched Starship? I mean, when? No, 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 Where, no How no. did I miss this? No, was, no, it no. On, was it not on X? No, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the other Starship. <laughs> what other Starship? You remember, we reported on Starship Technologies, the delivery robot the company that was founded in 2014 that was started by Skype co-founders Heidi Heinla and Janice Fries. They Uh, deliver food using these cute six-wheeled level four autonomous electric rovers. So they had done some pilot programs that we reported on, and now they just announced that Starship deliveries have been expanded to 50 schools, offering on-demand meal deliveries to over 1.1 million students in the U.S. But isn't that just something that you say in a press release, like, we can deliver to 1.1 million students, and that's just because that there are that many students attending those schools, not like a million. And deliveries will be made. Uh, well, they have increased their fleet to 2,000 of these robots, and they claim to have already made five million trips since 2019. And students seem to like them. I mean, look at all these selfies. And I see they can wheelie. Starship is also rolling out some new features like characters characters? Uh, unique voices like Sunshine for a dose of positivity and Harry, which has a British accent for a proper butler experience and Asher, who is cool and casual. <laughs> hey, Asher, what's going on? Oh, I'm just rolling around doing my thing. I feel like they they probably are going to end up licensing a whole bunch of things. So you'll have like an Iron Man <laughs> robot and a transformer and it does like, ah, ah, ah. you know, as <laughs> it opens the door. T- <laughs> I don't know. That's fun. Yeah, we had some video before, but I'd love to see, you know, if any of you students are getting food delivered, please let us uh, show some video. All right, it's time for Going Green. So what do you do if you're PG&E, Pacific Gas and Electric, and you need to keep a small community, including a church, a high school, a water department, a post office, a wellness center, a bank, and a few other community buildings and businesses open during a PSPS? What's a PSPS? Um, it's a public safety power shutoff. It's when the utility under California law has to shut off power during extreme weather conditions such as high winds that may increase the risk of wildfires. OK, so what does PAG&E do to keep the power on? I mean, like diesel generators? That's what they had to do up until now. But now in Forest Hill, California, PG&E just finished a test on August 18th of a Tesla Megapack, and it worked. So now when PG&E has to shut down the power lines, the Megapack will switch on with no discernible delay and 14 customers will remain open for business. So how did the test work out? PG&E was able to keep the power on for 48 hours with the Tesla Megapack and Forest Hill High School has a 175 kilowatt solar system and the Water Agency has a 60 kilowatt system which can be used to help fill the battery during the day. So this eliminates the need for a diesel generator? Correct. It would take a 500 kilowatt diesel generator to do the job of the Megapack which instead does its job silently, without emissions and instantly. Well, that's awesome. And it may seem like a small thing, but the first step in a long journey, of course, starts with a step in the right direction. Amtrak replaced one of their diesel powered buses with this all electric one you're seeing here. This is a 45 foot Van Hool CX45E. It has 660 kilowatt hours of Proterra batteries for 260 miles of range. So it can make the 200 mile round trip from Seattle to Bellingham, Washington on a single charge. The place where it charges is at the MRT Western Seattle facilities, which now features ABB EV fast chargers in the place of where large diesel tanks used to be. Win! This bus will save around 10,000 gallons or 38,000 liters of diesel fuel every year. Win! And cut CO2 emissions by 109 tons annually. Win! Amtrak has pledged to be net zero on emissions by 2045. So please send us photos or videos if you get a chance to ride this bus. All right, it's time for sunspots. So what do you get when you combine a paper airplane and a solar panel? What? You get this. The Swiss startup DHP technology developed and patented this folding solar roof called Horizon. It can retract and unfold automatically like a big accordion. So it can retract when it snows and then extend again when the snow stops. Why not just install solar panels permanently? Well, because Horizon's folding solar roof is built without glass, it's lightweight, so it doesn't need to have support structures as frequently as traditional solar panel roofs, which means more charging stations below. And Horizon says their system can be built up to six meters high, 19.6 feet. So even big trucks can fit beneath them to charge. Construction on these Horizon solar roofs should begin next year and should be completed in 2027. 45 folding roofs are going to make 35 megawatts of power. That's about 7,800 households worth of energy. So this is going to feed the grid or the EV chargers? Uh, Both. Energy will be stored in both stationary batteries and EV batteries at charging locations, and then excess will be fed onto the grid. And a quick one here, the U.S. Department of the Interior just approved U.S.'s fourth offshore wind farm called Revolution Wind off the coast of Rhode Island and Connecticut. With this approval, construction can now start and will ramp up in 2024 with the wind farm expected to come online in 2025. This 704-megawatt project will deliver 400 megawatts to Rhode Island, 304 megawatts to Connecticut, which will power more than 350,000 homes and create 1,200 jobs. Wow. And if you'd like to put some solar on your roof or some batteries in your house, talk to our friends at Energy Pal. They can help answer all your questions about rebates and tax incentives, and it's free to do. Link down below, tell them that Zach and Jesse sent you. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories, and we need your stories. Send them in to us at hello at Make sure they're two minutes or less. Shoot them in the landscape with good audio and no music. What do we got this week? Kevin sends us this story about this solar pavilion built by Colliard Solar Foundation.
3: Hey, Zach and Jesse. This is Kevin at the 32nd Annual Energy Fair in Custer, Wisconsin. Today, with me, I have Cal Colliard of the Colliard Foundation to talk about his solar project. Okay, um, well, this is a pavilion that we just put in recently here at the MRE. It's a comedy timber frame construction with bifacial solar panels on top and an aluminum bead structure that uh, sends all the water down to the bottoms of this meant for uh, replacing outdoor wooden pavilions. Uh, the advantage of this product is that you get a 30% direct payment if you're a nonprofit, a school, or a community. And if you're a business, you get a 30% tax credit. Every day is part of this structure, they include the slab uh, on grade because that's supporting the beans, which in this case are supporting the panels. It's all an integrated unit. Uh, on this particular one, it's a 30-foot wide pad by 80 feet longs. Uh it's, it's comparable to uh, wood pavilions uh, that are put out with the single roof, uh, and uh, it produces 45 kilowatt-hour That's That sounds fantastic. Well, thank you, Cal, for your time here. And Zach and Jesse.
0: Now you know. Thank you, Kevin. That's awesome. All right. It's time for Patreon bonus stories this week. We got a lot of them. And remember, if you head over to Patreon, support us for as little as a buck a month, you get to see all of them. Also, don't forget, we have Disruptive Investing Channel, which you can go watch this week, which is free. And we have our Investor Club, which uh, we got a ton of stories about this week. So we'll see you over there. All right. We're back from the Patreon bonus stories. It's time for the Patreon poll. What was the question this week? Should Tesla have paid for X Twitter accounts? Uh, What do people say? Uh, Well, 89% (laughs) of people uh, think that it's fine. It's a small amount for Tesla to pay to reach millions of eyeballs. Um, There was about 10% who thought that there was, they didn't like it, but I mean, when do you have a poll where 90% of people agree on something? All right, it's time for Elon's X's of the week. And Dr. Nodal said physicists spend a lot of time worrying about the moment of cosmic inflation, ignoring what, in my opinion, is the simplest solution. Time is emergent and didn't exist just after the Big Bang. If space and especially time are emergent, this helps explain the breakdown of general relativity, both at the Big Bang and in black holes, and can guide us towards a solution for gravity and time that works with quantum mechanics. You all follow that, right? Yeah, it's easy stuff, <laughs> right? Uh, Elon says, do video games or movies have time? They just have frames. When those frames are shown at human comprehension speeds, they appear to be continuous, but they are not. The reality that we are in is bound by Planck time. So he's basically saying that Planck time, which is an extremely short span of time, uh, is the frames of the universe, and mm. then we're watching a movie. So you're going to want a screen with unlimited- I want Planck time. <laughs> it's a, we got a Planck time screen. Looks like real life because it is. Doge Designer says, when do you think we'll be able to land on Mars? Elon says, great question. We need to get a move on with Starship. Hurry up, Elon. <laughs> Newsthink says, kind of crazy when you realize India's budget for Chandrayaan 3, 75 million, is less than the film Interstellar, 165 million. Elon says, good for India. Wow, so it's cheaper to put... Something on the moon <laughs> to make a movie about it. <laughs> Stephen Mark Ryan says Legacy Automotive are about to have their Kodak moment. Elon says it's unfortunately trending that way for many automakers. Some companies do understand, but their pace of change is nonetheless slow. Tesla is trying to be as helpful to other car makers as possible with the transition to autonomous electric vehicles. We open source our patents, provide access to our superchargers, and have invited them to license our self driving AI system. So far, as I put up this great post about X's natural advantage versus YouTube, I urge you guys to read it if you're interested. And Elon said. Excellent analysis. Yeah, I think I think that X is going to take over. Right. Michael Schellenberger says Mark Zuckerberg says Facebook has independent fact checkers, is open to all perspectives and doesn't interfere in elections. But a new investigation found Facebook is funding activists demanding censorship of their enemies during a national referendum. Elon says Facebook is manipulating the public almost everywhere on Earth. That is why they won't open source their algorithm. Elon tweeted out next Starship launch soon. Doge designer says I wish I could order pizza, too, from this app. Elon says same. Ooh. Ooh. Holmar's catalog says Elon has been through a lot lately and is always being shit on by everybody. I would lose my mind if I were in his position. Hope he's doing all right. Elon says appreciate the note. Frankly, negative feedback is good. Keeps ego in check. And then he posted Gloria Gaynor's I will survive. <laughs> Doge Designer says I'm planning to visit India next year. That was a quote from Elon. Elon says I look forward to it. Ellian Space, who was on the show when she tweeted this, says, why isn't everyone talking about Starship? In all seriousness, though, I operate in an echo chamber, but the truth is most people have no idea what Starship is. Elon said, true, biggest rocket of all time by far and the first design capable of colonizing Mars, but public awareness is ironically tiny. May Musk, Elon's mom, says, if you're a dog, X is the place to be. Elon says X is a dog and doge friendly place. Homar's catalog says, my God, $1,650 a month on advertising. It's going to take them 600 whole milliseconds to generate the revenue needed to cover that. (laughs) Eva says they're really ramping up the COVID fear machine again. I'm amazed that they're thinking it'll work again. On the other hand, I'm aware many people still think that the vaccine is what got us out of the pandemic. What do you guys think will happen in the next few months? Elon says nothing. The people have had enough. Critter says what the. I was today years old when I learned that your peripheral vision doesn't perceive color. Your color sensing cones are bunched up to perceive the center of your vision. Elon says, your mind paints the world beautifully based on a very messy and patchy data from your eyes. Actually, it's a fun experiment. If you take your thumb, look at it, and if you only keep the eye open of, you know, whatever thumb that you're looking at, and then you stare at something far away, move your thumb in front of it, and then slightly move your thumb over, there'll be a point where your thumb disappears because that's where your eye connects to the optical nerve. (laughs) <laughs> the back of your eye so you, d- you don't see that spot your whole life wow the redheaded libertarian says the mathematical term x denotes something unknown making x the everything app that much more poignant we're in uncharted waters and don't know where we're headed or what will happen next but it surely won't be boring elon says x is the set of all things james Locke says elon i say this with all due respect enough with the hype let's get down to business please announce the specs pricing and new estimated delivery event date for cybertruck Elon says, when we are ready to do so, we will. Well, I think it is our best product ever. It is an extremely difficult product to build. We are in uncharted territory because it is not like anything else. Doge Designer says Elon Musk literally made the starship more pointy because of the movie, The Dictator. Elon says, but then I told the team it didn't actually need to be so pointy and they wanted to keep it that way. Bojan says, people who get easily offended should really not be online, like ever. Leave the place to the rest of us. Elon says, people should be more chill about words online. Don't take it personally if the person doesn't know you personally. Technodoge says, while most CEOs sit in ivory towers, Elon put his desk in the middle of the factory. Elon says, I would just move my desk around the factory to wherever the biggest problem was. These days, I don't have a desk, but the room I use for meetings at headquarters overlooks the Model Y end of line. Mario Nafal says, breaking. Wagner bossed Purgosian dead in a plane crash. Jared Isaacman said, that didn't take too long. Elon says, longer than I expected. Slight chance that this is a psyop. It's all risky, said. Would you eat at a restaurant where Elon Musk was the head chef? Elon says, my brother is an amazing chef, but I am definitely not. Daniel Eck, the founder of Spotify, says, I have my guiding motto on a wall in my house. It's a quote from George Bernard Shaw that says, the reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable one persists in trying to adapt the world to himself. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man. I'm not sure about other entrepreneurs, but for me, being unreasonable is a difficult thing. Like many others, I struggle with wanting to be liked. So seeing this on my wall every day when I wake up serves as a reminder to not worry about conforming and to persist because without it, companies such as Spotify and many others wouldn't exist. Elon says, I have overcome the desire to be liked. For what it's worth, I like you. Dr. Benjamin Braddock says, according to a report by the AP, the only road out of Lahana was barricaded. Only those who disobeyed survived. And this is, of course, talking about the Maui fires. Elon says they should be prosecuted if there's any justice in this world. Joe Biden tweeted, climate change is real, by the way. Vivek Ramaswamy said the climate change agenda is a hoax. Elon said it is possibly overstated in the short term, but we should be concerned about it in the long term. Moving billions of tons of carbon from deep underground into the atmosphere and oceans will have an effect. Then he reposted SpaceX's tweet of Sunrise at the pad. Whole bunch of tweets here about DOJ suing SpaceX. I think David Sachs summarized it well. He said Biden's DOJ is suing SpaceX for not hiring more refugees. In other words, it demands SpaceX hire fewer Americans, but national security laws require that rocket companies hire American. This lawsuit is so nonsensical, it suggests a political motivation. And Elon said the weaponization of government agencies needs to stop. This fundamentally undermines public faith in the justice system. Austin says, logistically speaking, how does Trump going to jail even work? Uh, Does he go to a normal jail? He still has Secret Service protection. So do they go to jail with him? Elon says, great questions. Walter Isaacson tweeted, along these lines, Grimes was not allowed to go inside of the control room for the April Starship launch attempt because she was a Canadian and not a U.S. citizen. And you didn't hear Elon whining and stamping his feet about that. And then Elon tweeted about the successful Starship super heavy boost static fire. And Elon says, he's such a jolly little fellow. Alex says, will it be one model to rule them all or many individual models engineered together? If the fix is to just feed in more videos, it seems like the former. Elon says, in my opinion, one, and it isn't LLMs using autoregressive transformers. Right, so not chat GPTs, but but the video system they came up with. Okay. Farzad says, think about the number of rewrites Tesla went through to have a car drive itself with only neural nets, video, and cameras. Then think about how resistant everyone else is gonna to be to rewrite and re-architecture their own non-vision-based systems. It feels like game over, Tesla. Elon said, solving real-world AI has been an unbelievably hard problem. And then Starlink tweeted out that they're supporting firefighting brigades in the Amazon. Elon says Starlink antennas use an internally developed electronically steered phased array tight beam that is more advanced than the best military technology. (laughs) Tesla Economics says this is how easy it is to get FSD on your Tesla. Swipe. Elon said it is very easy. 11.4.7, which is mostly but not entirely AI, is with Tesla employees and a few external users. Rolls out to anyone who bought FSD in North America next week. Holmar's catalog says, trusty old Hardware 3. People laughed at her, mocked her, said her younger sister Hardware 4 was more beautiful, but look at her now, the little hardware that could. Still the only hardware in the world that can run FSD beta. Elon says, there's a lot of merit to having your own chip design. We optimize its usage down to the microsecond. World of Statistics tweeted out this list of CEOs that are Indian. Elon said, impressive. The 5,005th Starlink satellite launched into Earth orbit. Jeff Ludd says, if Tesla cut prices by $100 per car Friday, that would have been headline news the same evening on CNBC and all these others. Instead, a production Tesla drove itself purely via AI neural nets narrated by the richest man on earth and nothing from the mainstream media. Elon says they don't get it. Ashok Eloswamy, which is Tesla's head of AI, said this end to end neural network approach will result in the safest, the most competent, the most comfortable, the most efficient and overall the best self-driving system ever produced. It's going to be very hard to beat it with anything else. And it took a tremendous amount of high quality data from the fleet, a very large amount of compute and a world class engineering team to get to this point. Elon said, true, it was super hard to do this. Even when full self-driving is two times as safe as the average human driver, fully unsupervised in all scenarios, then we want to make it three times, four times, 10 times. About a million people die every year in automotive accidents and about 10 million are seriously injured. Dr. Asim Malhotra says once you acknowledge that a psychopathic entity, big pharma, is influencing and controlling expert opinion, public opinion and policymakers, it's not rocket science to figure out this will result in a catastrophic public health disaster. Elon said on balance, we are far better to have modern medicine than not. But there have been some egregious situations like opioids. Some of my friends were seriously hurt by this and now lost to the world. No question that we need to have stronger accountability. Ian says, is there anything worse than LinkedIn? Elon says, people send me LinkedIn links sometimes, but the cringe level is so high that I just can't bring myself to use it. So I ask the resume or bio to be emailed. We'll make sure that the ex-competitor to LinkedIn is cool. Uh Uh-huh, another one. Tesla Mars Catalog says Tesla could hand the entire autopilot source code to Ford today, and it would take them years to replicate the data set and integrate it into their vehicles. Elon said designing in the cameras, liquid cooled Tesla computer, always go liquid cooled, and high security internet gateway will probably take major car companies about three years. Might as well start now. We want to be helpful as we are making our patents available for free, as well as our advanced charging connector. They will probably want to use our online vehicle management system on the server side too. And he went on to say, having a vast fleet of cars for FSD autopilot training is a massive Tesla advantage, essential for the hundreds of millions of unusual situations that cars encounter on the road every year. And Homar's Cadillac says, I really want to buy a new Tesla, but I don't know what to get, a 3 or a Y, an S? Will I be stuck without beta for a long time on hardware 4? Are there some product updates imminent? I feel like this shouldn't be so hard. What do you recommend I buy, Elon? And before we get to Elon's response, isn't it obvious? A A Cybertruck? Cybertruck, come on. (laughs) Elon said Hardware 4 software will lag Hardware 3 by at least another six months as our focus needs to be on getting full self-driving on Hardware 3 working super well and provided internationally. Oh, big statement there. You got to read these very finely. Uh, Robert Scoble says a Google employee told me at an AI hackathon that Google's ability to build its own AI computers will be what keeps it relevant because it isn't compute constrained like many others. Edward says, do you know if Tesla is doing the same with Dojo? Elon says, we're going with both Dojo and NVIDIA. I think we will have the most inference silicon, given that every car has an inference computer. And by the way, this was posted by Elon at 5 a.m. West Coast time. So when does he sleep? All right, it's time for Community Mail Time. Community
4: Mail Time.
0: Remember, send your stories, your videos to us at hello at you know Raphael spotted this Amazon Rivian van while driving through Belgium. Jake saw this GM Bright Drop FedEx truck in Huntington Beach, California. Oh, oh, oh. What? Oh, what do you got there? Yeah, we're going to do this more on Patreon bonus story. I just wanted a little sneak peek for you. I love it. Han spotted this Tesla bot at the Tesla showroom in Vancouver, British Columbia. Josh found this VinFast EV in Vietnam. That's where they make them. That's where they make them. Bobby spotted this Polestar 2 on I-25 north of Denver, Colorado. Douglas spotted this blue Model Y outside the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco, the Presidio National Park. Jason saw this Ionic 6 charging in Naperville, Illinois. Roman sent us this picture of his Model S charging at the version 4 supercharger in Graz, Austria. Nice. Jason spotted this pink wrapped Tesla in Troutdale, Oregon. Christopher saw this Fisker Ocean in Manhattan Beach, California. Nice. They're on the roads now. Matthew sent us this picture of an electric school bus in Huntley, Illinois. Nice. Pamela and Johan spotted this red Model S plaid with custom gone plaid license plate at Canada Place in downtown Vancouver, British Columbia. And Willie found this Super Mario Brothers themed Model Y in a city called Yangzhou, China. Nice. All right, it's time for EV tip of the week. And uh, well, let's go to Brian. And this is what happens when you can't unplug your EV. So
4: here's a quick little story. So I'm here at this EVgo station. I typically, I just have a little leaf. I drive back and forth from my office, so I don't really ever have to charge it. And I had to go a little further today, so I had to come here before I went home for a quick little charge. So I did that, I went to Costco down this way on my one wheel, which is awesome. And so I came back and went to disconnect my car, push the button, and it's just thinking. Well, then I call, I you know, I waited for about five minutes and then I called the 1-800 number and was just kind of waiting for someone to pick up and then right over here right there there's shots and well I don't know if it was shots or someone hitting windows or something but there was screaming, a woman screaming like bloody murder, a bunch of shots and then from right there I one wheel back over this way to kind of take cover and there's a black car just sitting there and so now I'm kind of panicked. I don't know really what to do. So I kind of come back over here and get behind these chargers. And then it kind of calmed down. Well, I look at my, I, and then I hear some more noise. I come this way on the other side. So in just in case I need to go inside of this, uh, it's like a uh, uh, shopping mark if I needed to go in there for cover. So I kind of went that way and was talking to a guy. And you could, kind of, I mean, it seemed like it calmed down, but then I just realized I'm still on hold. And I'm like, what the heck? And so then I, it was on hold for like seven minutes and then I stopped just so I could record this to fill you guys in. Because I remember you guys talking about that disconnect on Teslas, but, but what about us? Like granted, we won't have a charging infrastructure much longer, but I, I'm screwed. Like I have no way to disconnect. You can see it's still thinking, right? So i got to call them to disconnect and I can't get out of here. And so I just wanted to kind of let you know that it's not just Teslas. And this is the first time this has ever happened where I've ever felt, you know, in danger. But it's real. And so it is something that we all need to consider. And, you know, go from the hairs of cops right here. Look at this. So there you go. So all right, guys, now you know
0: bye-bye yikes they need evject except oh, it doesn't work
4: on a leaf that's terrifying yet,
0: although they're supposedly going to be working on that right for ccs <laughs> I don't so know if well he's not ccs that's but evgo i've told you guys for years it's crappy network oh my and God. uh that's not a good situation even if you're just late for an appointment or you had to get home or you need to go to hospital like come on come on evgo yeah all right it's time for supercharger reviews let's see what we got out there in the world
2: This is Graham Calder with a supercharger review. Here we have a eight
3: stall supercharger, and this supercharger is actually incredibly well located. Right behind me is a Rachel Bray, um, which is a health food store. We also have a strip mall over there. We've got Subway and all kinds of other amenities. There's a sushi shop, um, all kinds of different things. And this is in bois Quebec, so it's a pretty good location just north of Montreal if you're looking for a fast supercharger. And um, I'm new to this so I can't remember how
0: many kilowatts this is, but it has three lightning bolts in the app. So I guess that's a good thing, right? Anyway, now you know.
1: Hi, Zach and Jesse. I'm here at the 12-stall supercharger station, Grand Canyon, Arizona. Yes, it's, they have a supercharger station near the end. This is about two miles from the entrance to the National Park and uh, this didn't exist two years ago. Uh, so the closest place you had you could have charged was at Flagstaff and then when you got to the Grand Grand Canyon into the into the National Park you'd actually have to find par- uh, charging there which wouldn't have been a problem because they have destination chargers um, and level two chargers there. Uh, but now there's a supercharger station here. Great going Tesla, and there's also about ten. If you can see there in the back, there's about ten uh, Tesla destination chargers as well. Uh, so we're here at uh, the Grand Hotel, and this is a this is Grand Canyon, Arizona. This 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 town uh, that's what it's called, and so. We look around um, here. You probably want to just use the amenities in the hotel and things, but this little town has pretty much everything: Starbucks, the uh, souvenir shop, or, you know, McDonald's, <laughs> everything, hotels, Pizza Hut everything (laughs) that you actually need uh, before you go into the park and uh once you go into the park you know you can pay you pay to go in uh and then it's good for seven days you can come in and out here so if you're feeling really nervous about the charge in your car and you want a quick charge you can just come out charge up here go back in (laughs) so it's really great i i am so thrilled to see a supercharger station here it is a level two uh, the g- gorgeous views, oh, I give this place a 9 out of 10, <laughs> now you know.
2: Hi Jack and Jesse, Marco Nierop here from the Netherlands, I'm in Germany at Emsburen supercharger. It has uh, 28 stalls, Pretty nice layout here. Uh, what's in, in here to entertain you that's a huge gardening center where you can buy stuff for your garden all, all the greenery and a little, little bit further away there's a McDonald's and there is a gas station also with uh, where you can buy snacks and there is a, 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 some kind of uh, 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 yeah, casino where you can play on uh, on the casino. Okay, well you can see I can pull up to the supercharger and put it on the charger without unhooking my uh, glider trailer which is very nice uh, of this uh,
0: supercharger. Okay now you know, bye bye. Hi everyone this is Joel at the Burlington, Massachusetts supercharger. It's your typical 12 stall version 3. Um, Around here there's a sweet green and some other fast food uh, type stuff, like a Shake Shack in there. Uh, it Comes in a side parking lot of a mall. Um, there's no pull through for towing, but uh, overall in the
3: daytime, the amenities probably be pretty good. Walk around the mall, waste some time there. Uh, at night, most of the stuff's probably shut down. So nighttime, probably only a four. Daytime, five out of
0: 10. Now you know. Thank you so much for doing Supercharger Reviews. If you wanna check those out, we have a website with a map and the map has all the supercharger reviews on it and it's not complete yet. And it will never be complete because Tesla keeps adding superchargers and we're gonna get to that. But uh, if you wanna add your own reviews, you can head over to the website nowyouknowchannel.com and add your own. All right, what do we got for new superchargers in the world? Number one in Malaysia. Congratulations. The eighth stall in Kuala Lumpur at Pavilion KL Malaysia. Number 13 in New Hampshire is the eighth stall in Thornton. Number 58 in Spain is the eighth stall in Salamanca, Spain. Number 16 in Montana is the 12th stall in Billings. The 12th stall in Upper Sandusky, Ohio. Number 63 in Virginia is the 8th stall in Roanoke. The 8th stall in San Mateo, California. The 12th stall in Mojave in California. Number 377, California is the 12th stall in Costa Mesa. The three stall 72 kilowatts, so an urban in Fukuoka in Japan. Number 9 in Thailand is the 8th stall in Ayutthaya, Thailand. Number 47 in Washington is the 8th stall in Clayulam, Washington. Number 84 in Japan is the 4th stall in Tsurugashima, Japan. Number 39 in Arizona, and this is not a mistake, the 84th stall in Quartzite. Uh, So if you look at this picture here, there was a smaller one, but then they added more. Remember we talked about it a while ago. So now there's 84 there. I don't think you'll have any problems finding a stall. I hope. The three stall in Lin Yi, China. The three stall in Yuxi, China. The three stall in Yangshu, China. The three stall in Guangzhou, China. Number 120 in the UK is the 12 stall in London. Number 37 in Ohio is the 12th stall in New Philadelphia, Ohio. Number 19 in Alabama is the 16th stall in Montgomery. Number 84 in Taiwan is the sixth stall in Chai Yi. The 12th stall in Shanghai, China. And number 1805 in China, number 5440 in the world is the sixth stall in Qinghuangdao, China. Nice. And thanks for watching to the end of the show. Uh, what we just saw over the weekend with Elon driving in FSD version 12, as we talked about at the top of the show, I am more convinced than ever that Tesla is going to pull off autonomous driving cars. I am so excited about the future that Tesla is helping to build. I hope you are, too. And I hope you stick around and watch it unfold with us here at Tesla Time News. This is episode 364. We are approaching episode 365 next week. So not only does 365 sound like a cool number, but it's the beginning of our eighth year doing this show for you every week. I've said it before. I will say it again. I am so lucky to be working with my son. I am honored to be a part of this community with you. Thank you to everyone watching, to everyone who supports us. All these amazing people right here, our patrons, thank you. Thank you. We could not do this show and our work without you. We'll see you next week. Now Now you you know.